Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Listeners, today I have Emily. I think you're the first yoga instructor I've had on the podcast. I've uh, done interviews with other yoga instructors, but never actually on this podcast. So. Thank you for being here. I know you also do coaching too. You're kind of uh, expanding out. I, I usually ask the question when I talk uh, to a coach, what separates you from other coaches? I think I'm going to have some kind of idea of where you're here. Yet, what separates you, Emily, from other coaches? Um, my specialty is working with women who are pregnant or um, have just had a baby or are further down into kind of the road of motherhood. Um, that's one of the main things that separates me, I think. And then I think the other thing I suppose is like the main theme that I work with, with people is, um, empowerment and learning about what power you hold, what your intuition is and how to like, listen to that rather than just kind of following along like the directions, you know, like the, the signs, like really like listening in here. That's something that I focus on a lot. You're, I mean, from a lot of stuff I can find uh, about you and again, behind the curtain for people, we get, I get connected with a lot of different people uh, about the podcast and then I'm kind of diving deeper. We have a little bit of a conversation beforehand and a lot of stuff I'm finding out about yourself, Emily, was yoga related. So I'm like, guessing that yoga, your love for yoga started before the coaching, guessing? It did, it did, okay. yes. Uh, <laughs> is that the next question? Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Um, so I started, I started out um, practicing yoga as a tool. I didn't really know what it was. Um, I knew that it was. I, I mean, I kind of had a loose, you know, idea. Maybe I had seen videos of it, but I really utilized it um, to manage stress and anxiety. Um, growing up, I like there was a lot, a lot of um, stress and anxiety in the home, right? Just for um, to keep things general for now. And I used my yoga practice to kind of move through some of that stuck and heavy stuff that I felt that I didn't know could be moved. Like I didn't, I thought that that was just how life was. I thought that where everyone was stressed about family dynamics and everyone was overworked and stressed and underpaid at their jobs. And, you know, everyone was, was stressed in general. And up until that point, I didn't know that that was anxiety because I thought that was life. And so as I started to practice more and feel the effects of yoga, I, I mean, it just changed my perspective. It changed how I related to myself. It changed how I related to the world. Um, and so that's, that's how I started. And, and it kind of moved into a specialty in, pre, in prenatal yoga first. As soon as I learned that there was a specialty for that, I knew right away I wanted to move towards that. Even as a child, I was fascinated with the relationship of mother and child, like the bond that um, is just so unique. And of course, like going down the road of yoga and, and, um, and then studying prenatal yoga and just really getting a sense for how deep that bond actually goes and how early it starts 
and the impact that it has and how far down the road it has an impact. I mean, it's just so powerful. And I knew that there was something sacred and really important about that and important about that for me to discover and to, I didn't know at that point, but to really kind of help usher and guide um, down the road. So you talked about yoga. How old were you when you first started, started yoga? I was, I think like 25, 26, something like that. Okay. Uh, and, and you talked about, I mean, that there was personal stuff, family stuff, things like that. Was it more of in your twenties or at a younger age? Who was Emily? It was at a younger age. It was okay. at a, at, well, it was, it was the entire span. Oh, wow. Okay. It was really a long span, several decades, um, of, you know, like, um, addiction plagued our home. Um, and with that came a lot of like legal troubles for someone and growing up and seeing that and being heartbroken by the different things that are happening to people that you care about and love that it just, it, it like had a grip on me. So like, so firmly throughout all of that time. Are it, um, I mean, it sounds like that person that had the addiction that was going through stuff was someone really close to you. Yes, very close. Okay. Um, were you, I guess, at a young age weighing yourself against that person or was it kind of outside, out of mind or how did that? <clears throat> I was because this is someone that I looked up to. And so to see, to see the transformation in front of my eyes, it was, it was grieving. It really was, was grieving someone and waiting for them to return. Um, and I actually lost my dad, um, in March. And so it's, it's really like this parallel and it really is, it really did feel that way because it's like, well, when are they, when's this person coming back? And they're, you know, finally I came to understand, well, that's not happening. Like this is not, there is no going back which not to escape this part of the conversation, but it brings me like, it really highlights something in my mind of like this sense of um, getting, returning to your old self, this changing of identity in so many different ways, right. In my work, um, because this is something that people continue to struggle with is like, Oh, I want to get back to my body pre-pregnancy, or I want to get back to who I was before I had kids. But I mean, no, you don't like, you don't want to move backwards. Like we have to trust that there's the moving forward and there's, there are gems in that too. Yeah. I mean, appreciating the, the negatives and appreciating the, the issues, appreciating basically who you were, but give you the ability to be even more than who you were. Right. right exactly. Yeah. We're all, we all want to grow. Right? Now at, at a young, at a young age, went to school, I'm guessing, did you go to college or what? What were you doing? Okay. So when I was little, very little, like three, I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. I knew it. I played doctor at home, printed out forms, like had a curtain. My sister would come in, like, you know, we just pretend like she had a waiting room, everything. Um, so I, I knew that that was my path at that point because I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people heal really like from, from whatever, whatever it was. And so I went to BU, I was in their pre-med program and pretty quickly realized, oh, like, this is not, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. This is not, this, this is not the world of medicine as we know it. Um, and 
So I switched majors. I really struggled with what was I, what was I interested in? I would go through the catalog, like wondering like computers. I was really good at computers. I was really technical. So I thought computer science, that didn't work out. Um, I, so I finally landed on psychology. Psychology was something where I was like, okay, I, I, I couldn't articulate what it was about it, but I definitely had this sense of wanting to understand more. And a lot of that I feel came from my upbringing and, and my family members struggling and wanting to understand and help them. Right. That was, that was my, my motivator for learning a lot of the things that I learned, wanting to help someone else. And really, of course, like it ended up helping me along the way, probably more. Um, so I went to school. I graduated with my um, bachelor's in psychology from BU. I worked with kids with um, and teens with autism for a while. And really, um, that's that wasn't my necessarily my plan. I didn't really have a plan of how I was going to use my degree. Um, but it really taught me a lot about human behavior. Um, and I mean, taught me a lot about a lot of things. But one of the like the main threads was observing human behavior and identifying the function of it, like the purpose behind it, what causes it and, and why it's happening and how to change it if you want to change it or to reinforce it if you want to, you know, continue, um, you know, seeing that behavior. Um, but I couldn't afford my my student loans on a salary that was so, so low in, in a, in a, a um, community in a, a, um, an area that's just so undervalued. So I moved to um, working at, a, at an admin, as an admin at a tax firm, and then moved into computer science a little bit, like I was working in their IT program for a while after that. And then I moved to a software company, and that was my last corporate role before I just really left that and came out and worked on my own. At, when, at 25, so when did you uh, graduate from college, I guess? 23, 22, 24. Uh, 2002, I, I did a semester early just okay. to save some money. So, because you started yoga at least around 25 or so, was did you start that, I guess, after your first job, second job? I mean, because you're kind of moving, trying to find yourself and then right. into yoga. Yeah. So, so I started it. Um, I actually started doing Pilates first in college. Okay. Um, and so, and I loved that. I absolutely loved it. And then, so once I graduated and I was working um, a few years down the road, it was actually a couple jobs later, I, I revisited it. It had been a while. Um, it, there was a, a, quite a gap between when I actually started doing yoga. Um, I was I was going to a gym and I was taking their Pilates classes. It was right below the, the company I was working for. And one day there was a sub, the Pilates teacher was ill or she couldn't make class. And there was a yoga teacher sub and she had been told we would probably be okay if the class was just a yoga class instead and i i was so intrigued by it i loved it and so i started seeking out um ways to practice yoga i started with like these free 20 minute just audio downloads um, on my phone and would practice in my house and i would you know do it almost daily like i just loved it and then i was looking online um, I think I was on Facebook, like my early days in Facebook. And I saw this ad for doing, getting free yoga for helping out at a studio. Hmm. And so I reached out, I thought this is perfect because at that point, like I couldn't be, I couldn't afford like spending all this money on, you know, extra stuff. So I reached out 
And this, the person who responded back to me had been someone who I was, who was on my floor freshman year at BU. And um, she had tried to convince me to go to, to a yoga class early on in her journey. She was like, Hey, I'm going to go to this yoga class. Do you want to join me? And I was like, no, thanks. You know, like I had heard weird things about it. I went to a Christian school as a kid and they said, Oh, that's like from the devil. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad, but like, I don't know what it is. And I'm not like, that's out, out of my comfort zone. So I, I was like, no, thanks. So she was the one that responded back. At this point she had been teaching and she guided me into the right, the right, um, to the right person to start taking yoga classes for free in exchange for helping out around the studio. So you're, you're helping out of the studio, you're taking the yoga classes and you're basically doing a day job to, yeah. to make a living right now. How was, I mean, how was that mindset? Was it a safe zone for you to, to do the yoga? Was it really stressful there? I mean, what was kind of like the, the two, two people of Emily at that time? That's a good question because that's really, that's what started happening was like this, almost like this divide. It felt like, um, I, I just felt this like bliss after yoga. I just felt, I didn't know you could feel that good without like ingesting something funky. Right. Like I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And so I, I would seek it out more. So I'd go maybe three times a week if I could, and I would take on extra shifts just like if they were open so I could practice more. And the more that I would practice, the harder it was to be in the corporate world that I was in. Um, I didn't like it to begin with, you know, it, it just didn't resonate with me. It didn't feel safe in general. And so this, this made that more and more clear. And so it was harder and harder for me to be there, even though, you know, I was there for maybe another five years after I started, maybe, um, it was tough because it highlighted some things and, and it really helped me know more and more like who I was and what was important to me and what wasn't working for me in the other parts of my life. And it just made it so much more obvious until there was at some point there was just no returning to that. Do you, I mean, it sounds like you pretty much addicted to yoga where you're trying to find more and more of it. I mean, were there ever thoughts in your head uh, because what you went through with your your family member that they had addicted to a negative thing and uh, yoga i don't think there's anyone out there who would say there's anything negative about yoga that it's also an addictive thing you were going through was there ever any kind of correlations or anything that was like oh my gosh or nothing no. like that that ever happened okay no there wasn't i've maybe heard a comment like that once or twice at most in my entire life about oh like some people are addicted to yoga and maybe there are mm. some people more for me it was like that sense it was first of all a lot of it was the community i was growing like a community there and really really meeting more like-minded people mm. you know around the same time that i started there a lot of my friends as well had moved away like i'm just kind of remembering there was a lot more going on and it felt like a really big shift and this all kind of coincided with that too and so i was feeling even more alone and then meeting all of these great like-minded people it was it was just so amazing and it really felt, it actually felt like it helped my life be more even keel instead of like the ups and downs of like the stress and maybe even low level depression, like just unhappiness. When did you start thinking of the idea that you can make this safe zone, right? Into 
your source of income, the way you actually provide for yourself and, and, and your family? When did you start thinking that was possible? Well, it took a while. It took a while for me to even think that I could do that. Um, because I, at this point I was just practicing. And then some, then at some point someone encouraged me to do the upcoming teacher training and it gave me comfort to know that I didn't necessarily have to teach because I was way too shy to get up in front of a, front of a room of people and teach yoga. I mean, public speaking, speaking was the worst thing. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just deepen my practice. And so, you know, that, that all kind of progressed into loving it and really wanting to teach and share this gift that has changed my life in so many ways. Um, and so I, 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 I honestly don't even remember at first thinking, oh, like, I'm not sure how I can, like, I don't even think I ran the numbers or anything like that. I just knew that this was part of my path. Um, and I wasn't sure that I could leave the corporate world. I wasn't really aware of a world in which people ever did that. So um, I think there was just kind of um, like a progression of knowing oh, I wanted to be more in this world of like um, mind body connection and like, you know, getting to know yourself deeper um, and yoga and meditation. And I wanted to be further away from the, the corporate world that I was in. So um, I just started like, you know, you become a teacher and generally you're encouraged to do some like practice teaching. And so we all did that. And then that felt good. And then some of us started getting like teaching jobs at like maybe surrounding studios. And I just kind of jumped in because a friend had connected me with another studio. And it, it just kind of like I was I was so nervous and scared, but I let it happen just because I knew I knew this was right. I knew it was the right direction. The the nervous and scared yet knowing that it's the right direction word i mean i think it's one thing to to, to feel that it's the right direction but another mm -hmm. thing especially there's all the negativity of oh why are you switching over or yeah. oh my gosh I, I need to find a way to make the money and you you start questioning it was what were you doing was there words you're saying was it meditation what was going on in those like moments where you're kind of maybe second guessing well, I think my second guessing caused me to drag the process out much longer than I needed to, first of all, which mm. I think is typical. Um, I I had friends that I would bounce this off of, you know, I, I just, I don't, honestly, I don't even remember because I, this is probably the first time that I'm aware of, or at least trying to articulate where that 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 knowing that it was right took over like i was able to surrender to that and not worry as much about the logistics i mean i was worried about them but i still did it i still ended up doing it anyway um i didn't know how it was going to work i didn't know how i was going to like how the numbers would all play out what i did know is i was so incredibly unhappy at my job i was so unhappy with the dynamic and so unhappy with just the way it all worked and you know, the, the, um, the culture and like the, the backstabbing and the lies and the manipulation. And it just was not like, it was just so, so crippling. So I knew, I knew at any cost, I, I that wasn't going to last much longer. And really I was just praying for the day that I could leave. And what ended up happening is I was laid off, which was like, thank God, because 
I needed, see, that was what I needed. I needed that like invitation, like, Hey, it's time, you know, because was I going to do it on my own and leave and be brave enough at that point? Probably not. You're laid off. Now you're, you're doing yoga full time. You're still under that, that uh, umbrella, that yoga umbrella that you're that company that you're working with, or did you go on your own or for a while I was, and that's generally how it goes is teachers will teach at different, like different studios for a while and have like these group classes that they're, that they're teaching. And so really they are, um, either employees of or contractors of these studios. But in that kind of case, you still have to advertise for who you are and have a following base, right? Usually, yeah. Good teachers will because they studios will advertise as well, but teachers will as well because usually it's it's better for them all around if they're you know advertising their own classes and filling the classes. Yeah. And in that situation, you have to probably pay for the space or give a percentage of what you get for. You t- yeah, you you're given usually you're given a percentage or you're given a set rate. Oh. Um, so it is. Yeah, it, it makes it tough to to make a, a living as a yoga teacher, especially if that's how you're doing it. If you're just teaching for studios and, and you are being given like a little, you know, part of the income. Now, as you're getting probably a follower base, you're probably feeling more comfortable in front of people. When did you kind of start thinking about, okay, I'm going to go on my own? I started, um, <clears throat> well, you know, my, with my, um, my niche of pre and postnatal work, I kind of started going out on my own right away, at least um, building my name. And um, just like in my mind, I was kind of out on my own. Like it was my business. Um, And I, so, but I gradually kind of grew that and gradually stepped away and it took a while. I mean, I was, I was teaching at different studios um, for a while Um, But I was also starting to do one-on-one work in women's homes, helping them one-on-one for many reasons. If Generally, they were pregnant, right? They were pregnant or they just had a baby um, because they, for whatever logistical reasons, they didn't want to or couldn't get to a studio or they had some other things going on and they wanted someone with that specialty to come and give them a customized practice. So I started doing that more because, one, it was it just felt like a much more equal energy exchange. I didn't feel as burned out doing that. I felt much more appreciated doing that, but also it really allowed me to connect one-on-one with women and learn their stories. And while I absolutely love the group work because it's a whole room, listen to me, like I, I was just telling you how I didn't want to be in a whole room of people, but like it's a whole room of people. Um, and usually I was teaching prenatal yoga. So it's like double the people, right? And all of this energy and like, I know what they're, I know what they're able to get from this experience, even if they don't know it yet. Um, And so that's so powerful. And I just absolutely loved that. But I know for me, I also really love the one-on-one getting to know someone intimately, getting to know their story, um, getting to know like their, their energy and how like things, like how information comes to me, like through their energy and through, um, just like how things unfold in the moment together. And that work really speaks to me, the one-on-one work with women. For the um, for the, the pregnant women that are going through the yoga and you're taking on their information, they're giving you, they're probably talking to you throughout the process. Mm-hmm. When do you start looking at the idea that I could incorporate coaching with this or actually give 
feedback back to them? And when did that start coming about? That started coming about when I had a client come to me. She was referred to me for um, fertility yoga, which wasn't something that I had necessarily advertised, but it's all tied together. And I knew that I could be of service to her one way or another. She had had several miscarriages um, and was just, you know, trying to have her, her first child with her husband. And so I would meet with her one-on-one and as we were doing our work together and our, our practice and like I was guiding her through visualizations and meditations and, um, you know, some helpful yoga poses, our, our sessions together kind of morphed into like, would sit for a half hour first and just chat about what was going on and <clears throat> like all of the emotional things that were happening. And she would start to disclose like things like the dynamic in the family and like her extended family. And there was just so much happening there. It just like became clear to me and I could feel, I could feel through her, like some of, some of the information that was her experience. And as I started to like guide her verbally through things and ask questions and help her navigate it, it came very naturally and it, and it was so incredibly helpful and beneficial to her. And then we would move into kind of using that, what we had, where we had gone with our conversation. And we would do some meditation and some yoga just to kind of integrate it all, right? Because we, we are like to treat someone holistically, it's not just all parts of the whole body. We're more than our bodies. We have to acknowledge all of the different layers and all of what's, what else is going on. And we were really able to do that. Um, and then fast forward, you know, maybe almost a year later, or a year after we had been working together and I found out she had had this beautiful little girl. So. Um, and was most of your, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, they were for all, I mean, you're getting word of mouth was your big source of, of business at that time. Yes. Word of mouth and having the association with different yoga studios because I had that specialty. And so I was usually the one on their staff that would, was teaching prenatal yoga classes. So if someone saw that on the schedule, like they would either reach out to me or the studio would just send them to me with questions. And I know that your, your coaching is incorporated with, for the most part with the yoga, is it like a, almost like an add on then if it's saying, okay, or how does that work? So some of my clients, you know, come to me for the yoga piece. Although as I teach, like my teaching style is such that I'm, I'm kind of coaching during, like, I just have this, this way of just giving tidbits and like, you know, having people really connect to their bodies and whatever else might be going on as they're practicing. So I think it kind of just comes with the territory, at least for me anyway. Um, some of my clients, we will sit and have like, I kind of, like I just referenced, we'll sit and chat about what's happening first and I'll kind of guide them a little bit, um, verbally through some things or ask questions or get them thinking and getting them asking questions. And then, then we'll move into our practice. And then I have some that are simply coaching. Um, and right now it seems to be the, 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 um, fully kind of 100% coaching clients are the ones that are right now at least, um, postpartum, and they're into their motherhood journey, and they're recognizing things that have come up within them um, as almost like a trigger of having children now, and things are coming up from their childhood and their relationships with their parents, and they're kind of struggling to, to 
navigate that. And so those are some things that I help with as well in like the motherhood parenting um, space. One thing that from a lot of the coaches I've had on uh, a hot topic can be pricing and how do you, how you price Mm -hmm. it being that you have so many different packages out there. How did you start realizing the price associated with each activity and the time and so on and so forth? I think it's, it's definitely changed a lot over the last decade or so. Um, I, you know, I struggled with charging for my services. I think um, that's, that's common, especially in this area. And I think in a lot of other areas as well. Um, And as I started to understand the value in what I was charging or the value in what I was offering, um, not only time-wise, but also like, you know, when you think about having an experience that's life-changing or having like support that is really integral into your success in in an area of life, like, what is that? What is, can you even quantify, like, what is that worth to people? What is that worth to me knowing that I'm, I'm, you know, helping to really bring that to someone. And so I've worked with coaches myself with money mindset, with um, understanding my own, you know, energetics and human design and working with like my own kind of past limiting beliefs about myself. And that has really helped me figure out in my business as well. How do I monetize my services and my time? What's that worth to me? And what do I believe it's worth to someone that I am delivering this to Hmm. makes sense i mean do you that sounds like i mean that was probably one of the bigger things you've kind of had to go through i mean what are the things in building your business building your brand have you had to um kind of work through um i think you know who am i to help someone with something you know who like the whole kind of worthiness because, you know, we, we, I mean, and of course, now at this time in my life, I, I understand we all struggle and we all often, many of us struggle with that. And, and, and like I said, like I've had to see and witness and be told time and time again, Emily, like this work has saved me. Like, this is a lifesaver. Like you, you know, you've had this impact, you've had that impact. Like I couldn't have done this without you. And I'm, and me seeing the changes in people, just being able to see and feel it. And as I do that, my own work and understand, like, what does that mean? Like, how, how important that is with myself, I can better understand, wow, that is life changing for that person, you know, and just just kind of understanding the magnitude of what I am offering and what I'm able to help guide people with. So I've really had to to and I continue to work on this is, you know, um, like self-worth and, and am I am I in a place where I can help someone with this? And why am I the one, you know, to, to help them? Like, why me? Um, Those have been, I think those have been the the main things and then everything else kind of circles around it. How how do you remind yourself? How do you bring yourself back up from, from those moments? My, my own personal practices of yoga and meditation, um, my own sense of spirituality that I, you know, have delved into a lot the last several years and continue to, um, develop, um, just kind of really, really connecting to that because that really allows me to connect past all the bullshit that like we're thrown at and all like the illusions of things and the thoughts and the things of other people that are pushed on us 
it's allowed me to connect more to like my truth. And it, it's, it's, it's something that I never would have understood. What does that mean? My like connect to my truth or my real self, but it really, it just, it helps you understand and stay grounded in who you are and what you're here to do. Like we're here for a purpose and that's a big deal. And to see, to see that unfold over the last many years has helped me as well. I mean, talking about the, the growth you've had over over the many years, if you could talk to your younger self, that person pre pre yoga, pre you know uh, um, being out there, I mean, even maybe before college, I don't know. What advice would you give that person? Well, I would love to tell that person. Well, just skip that major, skip that, skip that, and go here. Um, and I think a lot of us you know, if like looking back and wanting to give advice would be like, oh, don't worry about that. Just go here. But I wouldn't have got like a lot of all of those pieces have led to this, you know, like my struggling with finding this and like my landing in corporate, like it, it all really honestly, truly led to it. So I suppose my advice would just would just be just keep going. Like it gets better and better and better. Just keep going. And to really um, urge myself at that time to trust that. Well, we'll finish off this question. Talking about keep going. If we're talking in five years from now, where's Emily going to be? Where's your practice going to be? Um, that's a great question because it's really, it's, I'm at a time where things are morphing and, and shifting and growing and what I'm offering and like what I'm um, discovering within my business and myself. So um, I know that I will be helping people probably women, probably mothers, probably kind of staying in that space. Um, but I think it will be on some kind of larger scale. And I don't know what that means, but I know that it will be a larger, more impactful, more widespread scale, reaching more people, um, maybe offering some of the same things, but, but being able to take things even deeper somehow. And I guess that's a, a journey that you're going to kind of figure out as you go. At least you have a, a kind of a, an idea of where you want to be. Yeah, exactly the location. Right. To be determined. Right. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if someone's listening right now and you mean they want to find more information about yourself, uh, they want to take one of your classes, uh, connect, whatever it might be, what's the best platform, best way of them doing that? The best way to connect with me is through my website, emilymassnoon.com. They can contact me right through there or my email address is there. I'm also active on Instagram, so they can message me there as well. Perfect. Well, so. thank you, Emily, for being here. Uh, all of Emily's information will be in the show notes. So please go in there. Please subscribe. Please share and go reach out to Emily. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.